Hit it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Pod Me If You Can. This is Pod Me If You Can. Movie reviews by David and Lloyd. An Australian podcast on your favorite movies. Go to www.podmeifyoucan.com. Welcome to Pod Me If You Can. I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. Today's film is ARK, spelt A-R-Q, and it is a Netflix-exclusive film. Uh, it played at the Toronto Film Festival and then was available on Netflix, and we will be spoiling it. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Now, this film has a low budget of about $2 million. It mostly takes place in one apartment. Briefly, they head outside the apartment. There was a small budget for effects. The Ark itself, which is a kind of time travel machine. The shock hand glove. And, of course, everybody's salaries and, you know, the production itself. Or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, or lack thereof. I'm referring to the salaries. I thought the production design was brilliant. Oh, good. (laughs) This is directed by Tony Elliott. It's his debut film, and he has experience on shows like Orphan Black, and he's a bit of a TV veteran, it seems like. So, and it was this film was also shot by Daniel Grant, who was a cinematography uh, cinematographer on this film. Seems like a veteran. He's got a lot of titles to his name. I thought he did a great job all throughout this movie. It looked absolutely fantastic. The script had the advantage of the story being set in one location for the majority of the film. So the film is a time loop for those who are never going to watch it. And when they wake up, the two characters in bed, immediately somebody bursts through the door, there's a bunch of goons, and they're in there looking to rob him, presumably. Though he's not sure they want to steal his kind of credits, which I guess are like money, or whether or not, you know, they're after his time machine. And then the whole film is, is a loop of this same situation where they wake up in the bed and then immediately the men are already in the house and they're attacking and so forth and so forth. The two stars of this film are Robbie Amell, who I knew as... He looked familiar. So He I looks like Tom Cruise. Sure. Um, I, can, I can get that. I can get on board. Uh, he's the brother of the guy who plays Arrow in the TV series. Oh, no way. Yeah, but... Oh, um, my God. <laughs> I had to look at his filmography to sort of get where I knew him from and I knew him as um he had a couple of or an episode even a couple of episodes maybe from How I Met Your Mother uh he played a guy called Scooby who had all the characteristics of a dog (laughs) so that's what I knew him from and then of course we have Rachel Taylor who's um Josh Lawson the Australian actor uh they were together I don't know if they still are I haven't really kept track but they were together in Any Questions for Ben she was in the Charlie's Angels reboot uh Red Dog the first Transformers film and some people would know her from Netflix. Uh, she was in Jessica Jones. Look, uh, she's got a seemingly great relationship with Netflix. She's starred in a couple of things for them. So uh, this is all great for everybody involved. Lloyd, I was thinking about time loop movies and I realised how many we've done on the podcast. <laughs> uh, we did Edge of Tomorrow. We did Looper. We did Triangle. And uh, we did Primer, which has elements of this as well. There's also Source Code and Groundhog Day, which we haven't done, but... Tell me how you think this rates in terms of other time loop movies. Oh, well, I really liked Ark, but I do, like, a lot of the critics, when I was researching this film, brought up those comparisons to Edge of Tomorrow and Groundhog Day, and I completely agree. They're vastly superior movies to Ark, 
but that's taking nothing away from the film for me. I, I had a great experience. I had no idea how the, where this film was going to go, how it was going to end. I did feel a bit exhausted when we kept looping back. A bit of tediousness was creeping in. Uh, I was just thinking, going, oh gosh, what, what's going to happen now? They're just going to die again. And uh, some of the deaths were were very forced. I just felt like a lot of the situations, I don't think they would have died just then. You know, why didn't they do that? Why they should have easily zigged when they should have zagged or whatever. Uh, it, uh, but I, I really enjoyed Ark. I, I had a really great time. I thought this was an absolutely fantastic movie. And what amplifies my liking for this film was the fact that it was done for $2 million, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, Dave and I review a lot of movies on our YouTube channel which are very obscure films and they're done some of those films are done on crazy budgets and they're terrible movies Ark was done on such a low budget and it's a fantastic small film I as well had no idea where it was going to go and I was fascinated when the very first time he dies and wakes back up I thought oh whoa this is a really small time loop but it was only triggered by his death that he then woke up again uh, the fact that it was a three hour window made it a better story I haven't really seen another time loop where other people become aware of the time loop in the way that they did in this. So that was fascinating. And it did pose some problems for me because for me, the sort of loop begins when Cuz, one of the characters, electrocutes himself. And then I felt like it was a bit of a cop-out for Cuz to live. As the loops went on, they were able to, you know, the loop starts with him being electrocuted. They were able to save him, like pull him away from the arc that he's electrocuting himself on. Where would their loops have begun, though, when they woke up before they raided the house? Or No, I mean, the, the loop starts with the electrocution. It's like triggers the machine into, I guess, consciousness or, or whatever. Like it resets it. It says zero. It but Sonny and the all the loop. others started remembering started remembering when they last died so would they have remembered what they had for breakfast or would they have like after they've just died they would have just remembered when they hit that room and just before that guy got electrocuted well one guy it comes on as deja vu because one guy is sort of like i think that's what i'm with you you know that's what's been happening the the thing is once they've all become aware they're all aware every single time it's almost like they should all sit down in a room and talk it out but because there are guns. How many of these characters are just screw-ups all the time? <laughs> like, the only person that's got it together is Sonny. He's the only, like, he, he is the villain, but he's the only person that's, you, you know, you can send out and trust that he's going to do his mission. All the others just mess up. They they stab each other in the back. They have no direction. They, they you know, they, they could screw up a cup of coffee, the, <laughs> these other characters. And I just felt, you know, with, uh, with anyone who held a handgun, I was just thinking, please put that thing away. One of you is just going to accidentally shoot each other in the face and this whole thing's just going to reset again. And that moment where, like, it was the best case scenario for the main character of, oh yeah for the main character getting up and, and so forth was when he got shot by the person he wrapped his head in with a towel brother yeah. he wrapped his head in with a towel and then he wakes up later and shoots him anyway yeah and it's just oh just so frustrating yeah because they almost had it all together then <laughs> and as well the times where she dies and then he has to go through the loop again because he wants her to live she was a real hex on the whole situation. 
Do you buy their love story? Because that was the thing I had a most well. Most Renton, issue with. Renton was obviously really in love with her, and his whole objective was to, okay, the Taurus is that the um, Nazi it's the corporation? Yeah, that's he's the corporation for. is going to win the battle, so they're going to rule the world. Why not? We're just going to relive the rest, of, live out the rest of our lives trying to escape them. And her motive was uh, because she got. You know, she's obviously suffering from some sort of post-traumatic stress disorder from being a prisoner in their concentration camp. She's all out, no, we have to fight these guys, otherwise there's no point in living. And he really does love her. He doesn't... Everything he's doing in, in his existence is pretty much for her, but she just doesn't feel the same way. As well, she's with the Bloc, who are the Rebel Alliance, basically. And for some reason, he won't flip sides and listen to Hannah, you know, he doesn't want to trust her until the very end of the movie where he leaves himself a message saying, trust Hannah. So it's Taurus versus the block, you know, corporation versus rebel alliance, but their love story, I felt like it would have been nice to escape the apartment and maybe with a flashback or something, uh, even if it was initially to her getting tortured so we knew what she'd been through, or the two of them together. Or maybe the story could have started the night before and we could have had a little bit of exposition about their relationship right at the start of the movie because I felt like there was a piece missing the whole time. Yeah, we we didn't get enough of the world and unfortunately the ending, you really want more and there's just a lot to be there's a lot to ponder over but there's also a lot you wish that was in the movie and it can you kind of feel very disappointed with the way where the way the movie chooses to go and how it ends but uh I thought some of the moments in this film were just so brilliantly handled there's a virtuosic moment where the girl Hannah Rachel Taylor loops back for the first time and she's piecing it all together and we remain in one shot which is a uh, almost like a close up of her and we see it put it all together it was just pure cinema for me I was just going wow yeah i mean that comes down to the good acting though too yeah absolutely i mean i enjoyed arc my basically review of this is it's an enjoyable like uh time loop movie it's just that unfortunately maybe due to budgetary constraints, maybe due to trying to get this done for a, an end time, you know, a deadline. Maybe there's sort of something missing. It's sort of trying to be too clever. Yeah, and I, I did want a bit more than I got. And also I felt like the ending wasn't really the ending that I needed, <laughs> that perhaps it needed to resolve or I, show I me- would have loved to have seen this movie resolve especially when you see these characters die so many times yeah and just to be left with almost like they're in purgatory purgatory at the end where they just have to loop and relive this gosh knows how many times but the point of it is that they are willing to fight that they will give this a go no matter how you know no matter the cost and there is a sense that they're going to they're losing their memory as well the machine is not giving them all their memory that there is a point where it resets and uh, I, I just don't know how much their minds can take of these constant loops they seem to be going crazy but to be put and this is a lean 90 minute movie or 88 minute movie or yeah. something fantastic length but because they suffer so much it would have been great just to see them get out of this loop and there is a glimmer of hope that the block might have a chance against Taurus we don't see much about this corporation except for the drone at the end we get the idea that they're a very very powerful military-esque 
uh, corporation and the Rebel Alliance is reduced to this small group that haven't eaten in days. They're like, wow, an apple, and this is a very dark post-apocalyptic world. Uh, it just would have been great to have ended it with some sort of glimmer of hope that this small group might have a chance against fighting this uh, powerful corporation. And it's a worry that as we approach Rogue One, that that's the same thing that's going to happen there. Yeah. <laughs> that we sort of know that story too, and it's such a small rebel group. Will they have a chance against this big empire? So yeah, I had a problem with the love story. I felt like I needed a few more pieces. The fact that she... And you're talking about the love story between Brenton and Hannah, not... Brenton uh, and Hannah, yeah. Not Hannah and her father. No, or brother or whoever she was with. Wh- whichever one. Yeah, well, I don't even know. She, she she, says to the one she's with that she didn't sleep with him, but knowing that she had slept with him maybe would have... If we'd seen the opening of the movie and they'd slept together or uh, we'd seen them kind of reconnect and sleep together and then she lied to him would have told us that maybe she was still in love with Renton or... Well, if they did sleep together, it wouldn't have made much sense the scene where she reveals the scars on her back because I was thinking, wouldn't you have noticed that the night before? Because, when, you know... Not necessarily, like, but I know what right. you mean. Yeah, yeah. As well, uh, what were those holographic things they had? Those kind of little light beam yeah, things? Yeah, that was never revealed, was it? No. The thing that annoyed me that was never revealed was Sunny, like, set a trap for them where she was going to get electrocuted with the blood. But the way he set the trap was by shoving a piece of paper into the mouth of one of the dead bodies, hoping that they would see that. And the fact that she did spot it and then had to kind of... Why didn't he just turn off the alarm, like the the electric shield? They were in control of that situation and they could see the blood pouring. Oh, I better turn off the electric shield so we don't get electrocuted. Is it, yeah, yeah, sure. Or, or maybe the electricity was running a different po- different way rather than from the from the shield. Well, why did they ever give up the login of September 19th? Because if they never give in the login, then he can never log into it and turn off the machine, turn on the machine, anything. And they just wait out the three hours. Then they start again. Like, why ever give him the login? Because he's going to kill them anyway. You mentioned the block will have a, have a chance of fighting against... Um, you know, uh, Taurus, if they get the Ark, right? But the problem with that is that the Ark only provides this time bubble for that small area. You know, when we go outside, we see how big an area it affects. So they would either have to manufacture their own giant Ark to affect a larger area, or, or if they were in a battle situation, they would have to walk with this Ark thing, you know, as they're traveling. And it would just be the bubble around them that was affected. I'm not sure that that's like that. That would help them. That would work. It, yeah, I found it sort of frustrating that it was only a small zone that was affected. Also, we we have it revealed to us that it was thousands and thousands of loops. So perhaps they've been in there for years, uh, repeating these events. But nothing's really changed outside. It's just all, you know, wasteland and stuff. It would have been nice to kind of see the sky had turned red or the war was over or, you know, something that meant they could shut the machine off and that things would be okay. That maybe the block has already been wiped out or that they've already, you know, risen up and fought. Some clue that, you know, they didn't need the ARC machine anymore. Several IMDb people have pointed out that, um, you know how he requests the robot come and... I think it's a ZMT or something. Yeah, a drone. Uh, I guess that's their ground troop version of a drone. 
Yeah, so, I mean, if they've done this thousands of times, he's transmitted that distress call for the ZMT thousands of times. Yeah, because they're not looping. No. So they've either sent thousands of robots that we're only seeing one of, or they're receiving thousands of requests and going, that's weird. (laughs) So people pointed out that that's maybe a flaw with the movie, but um, I didn't think about that too much. I just... Yeah, uh, trying to get my head around it all because obviously time loop movies are quite confusing, Lloyd. <laughs> well, a lot of the reviews I read were saying that this was a pilot for a, a, t- a, a possible TV series and I, I can't see that anywhere. From what I can read, uh, t- Tony Elliott had this idea to do it as a film for a long time and finally secured financing and he, he got it off the road and this is only a self-contained movie as far as I know. But if this was a series, I guess drop the whole loop thing and just make it about the, the block versus versus the Taurus, the, the corporation. And, you know, we can see this great post-apocalyptic uh, battle uh, but um, I guess lo- lo- dropping the whole loop strategy would drop away the main element of uh, Ark. Um, I mean, he's supposed to be an engineer. He's supposed to be pretty smart. Maybe they could develop something else if it was a TV show, you know. Um, little portable Ark devices on, you know, the armor they're wearing or something so that if they die, they just come back, you know, that they're looping their own how many hours. I did enjoy... The effects used for that death scene where the guy, Sonny, has his face pressed into the arc machine. Yeah, he dies some horrible deaths. And there's also one where he punches him in the face repeatedly with some sort of electric fist. Uh, and he cons- he just puts his fist right into his face until it burns out what- what's left of his skull. Which was, I think, you know, where some of the budget went here. There was some decent special effects. I mean, I, I went into this pretty fresh... Ark was actually a suggestion uh, by a friend of mine, Stuart, who, um, thank you for your suggestion, and you guys can always leave suggestions. You can tweet us or get to us on Facebook. But he, we were talking about wanting to do something from Netflix, Lloyd, and, you know, Netflix is doing a lot of Adam Sandler movies, and we could easily do one of them. (laughs) No Uh, way. (laughs) But um, maybe one day we'll see what he does. If he's in Ark 2, you know, (laughs) you'll want to see that. But, you know, this sort of came along. It was a, a new film on Netflix and was suggested. So I uh, appreciate that. What did you think, what did you make of the fact that at the end of the film, which I thought was kind of a, not a great twist, but the fact that Hannah woke up first at the end instead of Renton? What I think is going to happen next. Well, yeah, I mean, that was different, wasn't it? Well, so... I think, th- yeah, the, they might have broken out of the 1,000 loop cycle. They, like, this is it. But uh, Sonny's going to be... What always scares me about these starts of the loops is how Sonny is aware now and Sonny could try a different strategy now. Uh, it's That's always a huge... Sonny is such a powerful opposition for the heroes that uh, you know it makes me second guess if they can even beat him uh, each time they restart it. I think, um, yeah, that Sonny is just such a powerful character. But don't you feel like... At the, they're all starting where they start, you know. The four goons are near the Ark and one of them, Kaz, starts being electrocuted and whether or not they save him each time, you know, they do or they don't. But now they are, they're all aware that Sonny's a bad guy. All of them are aware of it. In, in that starting room, only two of them, it's pretty much even terms, 2v2. Yeah. So, I mean, each time they reset, 
they could immediately kind of shoot Sonny. There could be a different ending to this just based on who comes out of those four guys who comes out of the room. Absolutely. But yeah, the fact that Hannah wakes up first, it is symbolic that things have changed and presumably they're in some kind of new loop where where he's going to trust Hannah, which is what he says at the end of the video. I was annoyed that we didn't see more videos. Like, he could have found a folder which had more videos, maybe a little more exposition, maybe some stuff from other loops that we hadn't seen or some more answers, but um, it was very contained and and didn't quite uh, give us all the pieces, which which is what bugged me about it. There's this movie called Time Crimes. Have you ever seen that, Lloyd? No. So Time Crimes, for those who, who haven't seen it, it is kind of a loop. We kind of watch this one character, it's a foreign film, uh, this one character get tricked into a time machine, and then the version of him that goes through the time machine is then out in the forest affecting the first version of him. You know, he plays other parts as he keeps going through the machine and keeps... Uh, it's not quite a loop because it's all... It has a point and an ending. But it's it's probably uh, a really good time loop-esque film if people are looking for something to watch, you know, with arc in mind. I did sort of think there was a selfishness to Renton in that, you know, he couldn't enter Sky and shut down his life's work, you know, that I felt like he'll never be able to do that. They had that opportunity. He, he stops the countdown. He stops the sequence that's going to shut down Ark at the end of the film, Lloyd. I felt like it's his life's work or it's, you know, he recognises the value of it. He can't stop it. Uh, and that's going to keep them in purgatory in a way. So I think he was flawed towards the end of the movie there, but there's a lot of hate for her character online. And you can see a lot of like, well, if you just let her die or just not want to save her then you would have been fine <laughs> yeah no I, I felt I felt the same way she was just so backstabbing and all over the place she her plans were just like what that was your plan the whole time <laughs> that's terrible you know she's I don't think she's a good commander at all and she's obviously damaged goods but she is fueled by the desire to fight no matter what and if this machine can help her, she's just going to use it to her advantage. And she will easily sacrifice uh, Renton if that need be. Whereas Renton isn't like that at all. He really does love her and his whole purpose for his existence is for her. And uh, that just causes such a huge issue uh, in, in the film. Like, yeah, there's so many moments in the loops where all would have been perfect, but one can't go without the other. I mean, she does shoot him in the head at one point. Mm-hmm. But that was of, by accident, wasn't sort it? Sort of accidental, yeah. but she still did it. Uh, look, time travel's coming back in a big way. There's at least three time travel-based programs that are starting up. Uh, there's Timeless through NBC. ABC has Time After Time. And the CW has Frequency, which is based off the um, Jim Caviezel movie with Dennis Quaid. You know, time travel, man. It's Never your quite... fav- that's like one of your favourite subgenres. Oh, it is. It really is. Like, I, I really feel like... It's something the human race will never have and never master and therefore it will forever live in science fiction. I love the idea that uh, you could go through your own life or through, you know, the history of mankind and change things. And I love the idea that uh, the butterfly effect, that, you know, um, if you destroy sort of one small thing and change one small thing and that everything has huge uh, repercussions and implications and... And I just like the idea, you know, even we watched the film about time, just the idea that even 
working on your love life is something that could be aided by time travel. <laughs> we both hated that film, by the way. <laughs> well, even though, even though. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, time travel just fascinates me and I appreciate you watching the film, Lloyd. I know yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed Ark. I, I thought it was uh, fantastic. Some, just when it kept looping back, I was just a bit exhausted, like, oh gosh, they're going to die again. And it just made, a lot of the deaths were just pretty weak, you know, just like, oh gosh, seriously, they died from that. And it was a bit frustrating at times, but I had no idea where this movie was going to go. And the the ending uh, was took me by surprise but at the same time I was a little bit disappointed uh, I really wanted to see a little bit of hope just because of how much we went through <laughs> how many times we had to see them die only to be left with the fact that they might be looping over and over again yeah and I mean I found it kind of claustrophobic like I did keep waiting for them to go outside or what does this see... world look like <laughs> yeah to see something else you know even some imagery on the TV or something holograms not just kind of that stock footage they were running. Flashbacks might have helped this, but um, overall I, I felt like it was a bit anticlimactic. I wasn't won over by the ending, and I felt like at times it was trying to be too clever. I reckon Sonny, just in one of those loops, could have just went, okay, guys, I'm just going to change to your side. I'm, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Whatever. Let's get this thing to the block and let's win. Just surely he can't be motivated to go to backstab them this whole time, like over and over again. I don't know. He's in the same way that she's been brainwashed to join the block. He could be, you know, motivated to for Taurus. It might be that they have his family. You know, it might be the same sort of love story that Renton and Hannah have. Sonny has um, has someone at gunpoint that he loves and if he doesn't do this then that person dies. And we never knew his motivations, which was again one of those things where it's like, well it would have been good to know. <laughs> you can't just sort of say oh, Taurus is going to win the war and why won't I want to be on the side of the winners? That's not really... Because he's really the only thing that's causing the opposition that he's got, he can call in for help, for backup, which is pretty much signifies the end for everyone once he, once he makes the phone call. So they just have to kill him right from the get-go. It's almost like a video game that whole time where you're looping, looping over and over again until you get it right. And it's just that one thing you got to do. Once you can kill him right at the beginning before he makes the phone call, you've won the video game. Source code. Uh, have you seen that, Lloyd? Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. I think that was a, without spoiling anything, I think that was a better version of Ark in terms of that video game element where you're trying to solve the puzzle. It's a bit of a whodunit. You know, the fact that as it progresses, you get that more information about what's going on and, and that reset, reset, reset each time to reset kind of he he has to stop a a bomb that's going to explode on a train and he wakes up and each time has to figure out where this bomb is before it explodes so it's got kind of this repetition the same way that arc does but um i think it's probably handled a bit better and, and there's some great sort of twists and mind-bending stuff in that uh that we won't say on this podcast because I'd encourage people to go check out Source Code. And I'd encourage people to check out Edge of Tomorrow and to listen to our podcast on that. <laughs> yeah, in the description of this uh, ARC podcast on podmeifyoucan.com, we'll post links to all our other time loop-based kind of um, episodes so you can find them at a click. Edge of Tomorrow just ends on that happier note, you know? Yeah. Where just because you go through this whole journey watching Tom Cruise die and die over and over again and he really does fall in love 
with oh, who's Emily the, Blunt. Emily Blunt, thank you. <laughs> falls in love with Emily Blunt throughout the whole movie, and for him to win the day at the end, and just to see his face, he's just really happy to see her. Is just you conclusive. Know, yeah, satisfying. Just like, oh, what a journey! And whereas this one, you just like what? What happened? Huh? But it, it's good. Like the movie arc is good, but you just want to see that ending. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's low budget. That's I think what we get. We get a a low budget. Um, version of an ending which I mean I felt underwhelming and I I can appreciate 6.5 and kind of that 7 out of 10 range on Rotten Tomatoes on IMDb sort of about right it's it's good and it's got some freshness to it but it um, could be better listen talking about trains source code we mentioned trains talking about Emily Blunt on uh, Edge of Tomorrow really ties in beautifully with what we have next on Podme if you can it's the girl on the train Starring Emily Blunt and based on the novel by Paula Hawkins, the novel that allegedly, according to all the um, the ads, shocked the world. So, uh, Lloyd, you haven't read the novel? No. And I have. So, um, we will see how the different interpretations go. Um, the film's out now. Hopefully you'll have seen it by the time we talk about it with spoilers next week. So, The Girl on the Train with Emily Blunt. But uh, for now... Arc on Netflix and uh, you can send us your requests you can suggest a movie for us to watch all the links are at www.podmeifyoucan.com you can find us on Facebook, you can tweet at us you can find our YouTube channel Lloyd, which you uh, would love to describe right now I'm sure <laughs> we review obscure movies with famous stars, films that they'd probably want buried from their career that no one has seen uh, that no one will ever see or movies at the tail end of some cele- celebrity's career like on the verge of retirement and uh, yeah we've reviewed some ge- hidden gems in there and we've reviewed a lot of bad movies but definitely check it out subscribe to us on our YouTube channel and you can find all those interesting reviews and uh, we've recently crossed over to half a million views on our YouTube channel so we appreciate everybody who's had a look helped us get to that number we're on our way to a million now so we'll continue and and enjoy finding these obscure movies with famous stars until next time the girl on the train uh we will talk to you then on pod me if you can hit it for listening please like us on facebook and follow us on twitter go to www.podmeifyoucan.com pod me if you can movie reviews 